Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Grace Na, founder and creative director of 10-year-old premium denim brand, Pistola. The growing LA-based company, which has nearly 1,000 wholesale partners, has continued to sell its styles for under $200 despite inflation. And it recently made waves when Greta Gerwig wore its pink denim jumpsuit on the set of Barbie. I wanted to ask Grace how she's maintained her brand's growth since the start of the pandemic and how she plans to expand it from here. I know DTC sales are a current focus. Welcome, Grace. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I want to say like happy shopping time where you're just coming out of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Just to touch on that, how did you approach the holiday weekend? Well, we had our biggest sale of the year, which is always on Black Friday, and we've had a really successful event. I think we've definitely um, beat last year numbers by double digits, and uh, we were we ended up exactly where we wanted to be. It was a really exciting event for everybody. Good for you. Congrats. Thank hey. you. Did you approach marketing that differently, whether it was by like customer emails or Instagram, or how did you get the word out? I think generally it's a mixture of everything. So we definitely use Instagram, the stories and posts. We um, are very, very, um, we do send a high volume of emails during this time, just reminding everybody about the sale that we have going on. And definitely through digital ads, search engines and influencer partnerships is kind of how we get our sale out there. Will holiday sales be a little bit longer this year as we're hearing across the board? I think we're going to maintain to our normal calendar. So when we're done with the Black Friday sales, there's not too many additional promos going on unless it's a little bit more focused on specific categories. But um, I think overall, our full price sales are still going really strong. So I don't think we're going to have to really extend um, the sale period. Good for you. Well, let's talk about your launch because um, I know that you had prior experience at uh, BCBG Max Ezria, um, and also that your husband and his family were in the denim business. Um, yes, talk about getting this brand off the ground uh, and what what you saw, what was, the white space was. I have a hunch it has to do with affordability, but talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I think um, prior to me launching Pistola, I was always in the more traditional brick and mortar retail space. I did work for brands such as BCBG Max Azria. I worked um, previously as a planner and then as a buyer and really um, worked to curate assortments, really understood, um, you know, the costing, the IMU and just like the business details around fashion. And then when I met my husband, then his family had been doing denim for about 30 years, manufacturing and designing denim. And so really it kind of... um, kickstarted us like, you know, or, you know, the need to start a denim line that I felt was a white space during that time period. A lot of the premium labels um, were owned and ran by men. I think also too, the premium price point was really expensive. And I felt that there was a miss for an opening premium price point denim line that was still, you know, super high quality, amazing fits and of the moment style. So that's how we came to launch Pistola. And now 10 years in, which is no easy feat. Congrats. Are you doing anything special to celebrate your 10 year anniversary? Yeah, we're heading to New York next week and celebrating with a couple of friends and editors and throwing a big um, 
dinner together. So I think that's been huge. I think also too, um, I think for our 10 years, I think we're in a really good place with the business. And I think starting from this year is where we're really filling our leadership team. Thus far, we've been operating as more of a small business kind of, you know, heads down doing everything um, on our own. But we're really excited to be able to now like really build out the team and grow the business. Nice. So any new funding coming around as you're growing and pushing the gas? Like what's been your approach to fundraising? Yeah, no, we are 100% privately owned. And, you know, we've been profitable since, you know, our first year. And I think that's really important for us to make sure that we're growing, but we're also remaining profitable. And even, you know, with like new invest, like new ventures or new um, projects that we have going on, I do foresee that, you know, we're going to be able to sustain and fund those on our own. So yeah, we're 100% privately owned and plan on remaining that way for the next couple of years. Fantastic. Well, I haven't heard, I know that you are focusing more on direct sales, but I believe that you are definitely more heavily weighted on the wholesale category. Tell me about that in the business model and why that's worked for you. Yeah. when Ever since the beginning of our launch, we launched with wholesale first. So we started off as a wholesale business and most of our customers found us through some of our incredible retail partners like Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale, Shopbop, and Revolve. And we have a really healthy business with specialty stores throughout the entire country and the rest of the world. We're in a little under a thousand stores there. And so that's where we first started the brand. And then later on, I think, you know, with the need and desire to really express ourselves and show our brand identity, I think that's you know, when we decided to launch direct to consumer and that has been, you know, the fastest growing as well as the biggest focus of ours is to really tell our story, to show our, show our assortment the way, you know, we want to show it and um, show up to the customer and really be able to service her directly. Nice. No stores yet, right? No stores yet, but definitely it's something on our mind because we definitely know that denim is something that, you know, it's easier when you try a couple of, you know, different fits and different sizes on. So I think um, we're always trying to find different ways of, you know, servicing and connecting with our customers. So that is on top of mind for us. Tell me where you sit in like in a wholesale, like a Nordstrom or a Saks, like where maybe some mm, brands that you would say maybe are com- competitors or competition. Yeah. So um, on the Nordstrom floor, we are sitting next to all of the other premium denim players. So we're sitting next to Frame, um, Page, Rag and Bone, AG. So we are sitting next to our premium um, counterparts. And I think what really sets us apart is that we are opening price point premium. It's something that's, you know, really hard to do. But I think, you know, we've been able over the past 10 years to do it well and to maintain our price point and all, while also maintaining our quality and our fit. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of our business model there. Yes. Are you producing all of your denim in LA? I know you're based in LA. And tell me about the LA denim scene, because I know it was booming. It was always where the great denim was coming out of, but has that evolved? Yeah, it definitely has. I would say when we first launched the line about 10 years ago, the majority of our denim was coming from LA. So we cut it, we sewed it, we washed it all over here. But over the years, because one of, you know, the key brand pillars is remaining opening price point, we did move it overseas and also into Mexico. So we're producing out of Asia as well as Mexico. 
Um, I would say that LA, there still are denim wash houses and definitely sewing factories, and they're amazing. I think um, LA, I would say, makes some of the best denim. It's just getting really expensive with the cost of labor to produce it domestically and to also stay sharp in price point. Are you guys hyping your approach to sustainability? Does your customer want to know all of that? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I think for us, sustainability is important. And we're definitely um, keeping that top of mind in terms of, you know, trying to source different types of fabrications or trying to source different wash houses that's able to do sustainable washes. Um, we don't want to greenwash the brand. We're not 100% sustainable, but we definitely are making efforts where we can. Well, you've had amazing growth. Talk to me about your growth in recent years. Um, Double digits, even more so, I think from 2020 to 2021. What was happening there? Pandemic times, people wanted jeans. I think when people were, you know, stuck at home, I think people really did want jeans and they wanted to feel a little bit more dressed up, get out of their sweats, get out of their yoga pants. And um, I think Pistola really kind of um, resonated with them in that not only did we offer some great basic fitting denim, but it was denim with a little bit of fashion twist, an amazing wash on it, you know, a little different, you know, sewing details. So I think that's when kind of... Um, a true like, you know, burst in sales happened. And also during that time too, I think people really wanted to look and feel more pulled together. Not like, you know, they were just, you know, waking up or getting out of bed. And so, you know, our jumpsuits, um, our one pieces and, you know, just our denim pieces were doing really well at that time and led to, um, I would say from 2020 to 2021, I think we grew almost 2.5 times during that time period. Oh my gosh. I hear a lot of my friends and coworkers say like post pandemic where when they put things on that they were pre pandemic, I don't know, it just feels dated or they feel like they need to invest in a whole new wardrobe. Like it's just not right anymore. Talk to me. Well, first of all, I mean, related, what's your take on skinny jeans and are skinny jeans selling and what's fresh just on a trend trend note? I think on a trend note, skinny jeans have definitely been declining in terms of, you know, the overall percentage total in business that it once had. It was a beast for a very, very long time. But I think people are slowly moving away and I think they're more comfortable with straight leg jeans. And more recently, I think structural denim, you know, the whole barrel leg shape or even, you know, the low rise palazzos and wide legs. Those are, you know, very of the moment fits right now. Great. Well, I mentioned Greta Gerwig wearing your amazing jumpsuit. You mentioned jumpsuits. First of all, what does a moment like that do for you? I think it got picked up in probably all the celebrity magazines (laughs) and beyond online (laughs) went viral, swept the nation. Anyway, what did that do for you? And how, how did that moment come to be? Did she just happen to buy a pink? You know, it was a total surprise for us. We had no idea she was wearing the jumpsuit. And um, while she was filming the movie Barbie, and we were so thrilled to see it, um, she was in one of our most popular colors, the flamingo pink. And um, I think it was amazing just to see her kind of in action, being able to direct, being able to move around freely and still look very cute and very, you know, Barbie um, on set. But I think that really did kind of like, you know, bring awareness to the brand. And I think there's a lot of people who came to us to look directly exactly for that jumpsuit that she was wearing, but also was introduced to a lot of the other jumpsuits that we have as well, too. Um, The specific style that she was wearing was a Grover, which is one of our, which is the first jumpsuit that we've ever launched as a brand um, almost three, four years ago. And um, it's maintained to be really strong, but she kind of resuscitated the Grover for us and um, brought awareness to all of our other jumpsuits that are doing so well right now too. 
Nice. So you mentioned that was three or four years ago, and also you launched with denim. Talk about the trajectory in terms of expanding your categories. Yeah, I think um, Pistola launched as a denim-only um, brand in the beginning, and um, definitely in efforts to kind of showcase our overall um, style and to you know offer and grow with our evolving customer. I think we wanted to offer ready-to-wear, and one of the first places we did that was in hard wovens with jumpsuits, with pants, with skirts. That was the next evolution for us, and then now we're creating sweaters and you know t-shirts and um, dresses. So we're a full lifestyle collection. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. Speaking of Greta, like I, you on your Instagram, you also see Kendall and Gigi and oh my God, Charlize, who's like my ultimate. Oh. But anyway, what have you come to know, even with influencers, like who works to sell your brand when they wear it? Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. I think some of the most successful influencers were the ones who are organic. You know, no matter, I feel like, you know, What's most important to us is that the influencer wearing it, whether she was gifted or whether she bought it or whatnot, that she truly loves the style. So when we are gifting, we'll gift a plethora of different styles so that she, you know, really is able to find the fit that's truly right for her. Um, but yeah, I think one of the most successful influencers, which is also a, a organic, was with Ariel Charnaz. I think, you know, for her too, it's just, I think she truly has an affinity for the brand, really loves the fit. I think, you know, she's also one that's known to also wear like amazing other luxury pieces. And I think, you know, maybe a part of the magic is, you know, her offering her viewers a price point that's, you know, not going to break the bank, but it's still very stylish and of the moment. So that's been very successful for us. No doubt. Well, I, I always want, think that she's, I follow Ariel I, and I see how she styles things. And I always think it would be so great for your brand to get a shout out because people go crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, talk to me about, um, I guess, size inclusivity too. She's got a very specific body type, but I know that you span the gamut there. Yeah, currently in Pistola, we're offering sizes 24 to 32, 33, actually. And we're definitely going to be launching a size 23 for, you know, the super petite ladies. And then also, too, we're in, in specifically, you know, categories that we've seen a lot of demand in um, the plus size world, for example, our Grovers. We're going to be launching plus size soon. And when we say that we're launching plus size, it's not just, you know, taking an extra, extra large or taking a size 33 and continuously grading it up. Up, but it's really doing it properly and starting off with the plus size fit model with the 1X and really kind of fitting it properly so that we can come up with a great fit block on a plus size graded scale. Yes. Have you guys done anything interesting on your website when it comes to like, I don't know, virtual fittings or try on or um, maybe like a try before you buy or just because jeans are so hard or people think it's hard? They really are. I think we've been trying to, you know, really offer her different ways to be able to understand the fit. So if we know that, hey, this style is meant to be a looser fit, I think we'll definitely try and note that on there. I think um, another thing too is, you know, we'll offer or we'll have the option of extended sizes on some of our most popular styles. And that way we'll know that if somebody was really looking for, you know, that 1X, that 2X or the size 30, 23 or the size, you know, 22, I think um, they'll have the option to let us know when it's in stock and then we'll get that notification. So pending on the, that demand level is how we also determine like how to go about extended sizing. 
Right on. Well, tell me about how you are directing folks to your site as you build up your direct sales. And, um, you know, back in the day, it would probably be a lot pouring a lot of money into Instagram and Facebook. Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, wh- what investments in terms of marketing are worth it, are working, all the things? Yeah, I think um, in terms of marketing and in terms of getting people to the site, we have a great repeat customer rate. I think people, um, whether they discovered the brand through, you know, a wholesale partner or also with an influencer wearing it, I think it's really important to make sure that our emails are very, you know, um, well curated, are really meaningful, are super important, are um, helpful to the customer about letting them know about our launches and our fits. And then also we're planning brand partnerships to really get kind of the awareness out there and also different influencer partnerships. I think this is really the first year that we've really built out a marketing team. And um, we're really excited about a lot of, you know, the marketing plays that we are going to be working into in 2023 and 2024. Um, Still Facebook and Instagram are still a large part, you know, and they're still very important. They are getting much more costly. So I think we're also really focused on finding organic ways of reaching the customer. Tell me a little bit more about your new hires and how you're expanding the team. What roles were crucial? Yeah, definitely. I think... um, you know, during the pandemic, um, we worked with a lot of agencies and a lot of contractors, you know, because that was kind of what was available to us. And it was really hard to find um, people. And there's so much going on. But I think we're in a place right now where we're really building out the leadership team. I think marketing has been huge, a director of e-com, you know, a, a VP of operations to really make sure that, you know, all of our systems are you know, speaking correctly to each other and are optimizing our processes, um, directors in design and different aspects of design and in tech. So we're still in the process of completing our final team, but those are some of the leadership team members that we've recently hired. Great. Are you guys a hybrid model or is everyone at the office? Because it's fashion and it's important <laughs> to be there. Yeah, I think um, with production, with design, all of us are in office. We have three to five fittings a week. So it's really important for us to really touch and feel the garment and to really make sure that we're fitting, like we're pretty maniacal about fit. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, our product quality is great. But I think, you know, with that, it's so hard to do over Zoom. It's so hard to, you know, really understand the nuances of, you know, how something is like, you know, sitting in a rise and the leg opening shape and whatnot, you know, via Zoom. So we're in office, I think, with our, you know, marketing and with our DTC team. I think those are, you know, functions that are a little bit easier to do on a hybrid. So we're a little bit more flexible there. But with people who are actually touching and, you know, feeling and need to work with the product itself on wash and on fit, we're in office, we're in office five days a week. Yes. Did the pandemic, when all of those order cancellations from retailers were going down, did that change your, I don't know, even your partnerships who you were working with or just your approach to to those third-party channels? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, luckily most of our partners were as, you know, were lovely and they really, you know, we held hands to work through the situation. But also during that time is when we realized, wow, we really can't control what happens with our partners or what their strategies are, or, you know, their plans of what to do with the inventory or how they're going to buy. So I think that's really when we decided to, you know, um, focus heavily on DTC and growing that channel so that we can really like be in the driver's seat of how we show up and, you know, what styles we want to produce and what styles we want to really um, have for our audience and our customers. 
Yes. I mean, say the name or not, you don't have to name specifics, but like, is there a retailer, like what is a best in class kind of partnership? They give you the great data, whatever you're looking for. I don't know what that data looks like. And they're letting you be a little more lenient with maybe the seasonal drops or like, what would be, is anybody doing it like really serving you well in terms of the the process? I think a lot of our major retail partners like Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, ShopUp and Revolve offer really great reporting. I think, you know, we really hold hands on when styles are going to launch, what styles are performing really well and what we can kind of get back into quickly. So I think really like the ad like a vendor providing um, analytics and providing kind of the pulse of what's happening with their business is so, so, so important. I do manage and operate other businesses. And, you know, one of our growing businesses is Stitch Fix as well. And even for them, they do offer um, such an amazing database in terms of size, fit, inclusivity, um, also to like a customer's like or dislike and um, whether they love the fit or not. And I think that type of analytical and data can only help us perfect the product even further. Yes. I think you have an exclusive line for them. Do you do exclusives for a lot of retailers? We do. I think um, not only do I manage Pistola, but I do also manage a private labels portion of the business that really tries to service high quality product um, under private label for different brands. Stitch Fix is one of them. Got it. Is private label a bigger, a greater part of the business overall? And Pistola is maybe a little smaller. I think in the beginning, private label was bigger, but now I would say I'm happy to, you know, I'm really excited that Pistola is one of the biggest portions of the business. Fantastic. I'm all about my percentages right now. And it would, is denim that you wear on your legs, not even jumpsuits, but like denim is like the main sales driver. Yes. Denim is definitely the bread and butter of our business, business overall. I would say it's about 60% of our total business. Okay, great. Tell me about where you're going to end up this year, 2023, what the year looks like. Was it a success? Yeah, I think all things considered, 2023 was a year of success. I think, you know, we have been a bright light in a lot of our wholesale partners' assortments. I think there's a lot of exciting styles that sold and did really well. And also our direct-to-consumer channel did really, really well as well. I, I do think, you know, the current market climate is a little bit more challenging than, you know, one to two years ago. I think a lot of retailers entered this year with a lot of inventory um, and they've had to really face and, you know, work through a lot of their inventory gluts. But I think, you know, they're in a better position now and it's just about placing the right bets on what styles and what brands they think are going to perform. Yes. Can you share a little bit about your, I guess, your marketing presence, whether you're like, putting more focus on, well, we talked about sustainability, but your values or whether it's important to have you out there talking about the brand and the face of the brand, like what works? Is it just beautiful jeans? Yeah. You know, to be completely honest, in terms of marketing, we haven't made huge investments in marketing because in all honesty, we didn't have to for the past 10 years, but with this year and with us hiring a new marketing brand director too, I think, you know, we found that the customers really do um, resonate with, you know, myself and even some of, you know, like my likes, my wants, the whys of why I created certain pieces. So I do plan on showing up a little bit more on our, you know, social channels to really just explain the whys of why we created a specific fit, like how we, you know, would love to see our consumers style specific pieces and to be a little bit more of the style and denim authority in their lives and to share a little bit more of our perspective. I think, um, I think our customers are really loving that connection. 
I mean, to say we haven't had to do any marketing, like, is that just the power of retailers, wholesale partners being in the right place? Yeah, I think that's really the power of, you know, a good product. We've really been operating under, you know, um, the belief that product is king. So I think, you know, whether it's through fit, fabric, wash, style, you know, I think we've really been heads down and focused on always bringing such a compelling assortment and a product line. And I think, you know, our customers have been very loyal and, you know, there's been a lot of growth through word of mouth. So, yeah, but now I think, you know, 10 years later, I think we're definitely kind of focused on sharing our story. I think our assortment looks better than ever. And so we're really excited to kind of push the gas pedal on marketing and get it out there. Yes. Any new additions? I have to ask because I don't even know if a more premium, even though it's more affordable in the premium category, like product, like your denim sells on Amazon. Like, are you putting maybe more basic styles there to draw to your website? Or do you have an Amazon strategy happening? We don't have an Amazon strategy happening um, right now. And I don't think for right now, that's um, a strategy that we're focused on in the near future. I think we're really trying to, you know, focus on our own direct-to-consumer strategy and really build out our wholesale, a meaningful wholesale partnership with um, our current existing partners and really figure out how to service them even better and um, how to reach our audience. So yeah, that's where we're at right now. Are most of your sales, all of your sales happening in the States? What's your international strategy or plans? Yeah, I think, you know, we're planning on launching international in a more meaningful and a bigger way in the next one to two years. I think, you know, we've really learned that that does require a strategy and a separate team because it can be a lot, you know, and I think, you know, marketing domestically is important, but also really reaching the audience and getting brand awareness internationally is really important too. So I see that in the future for us in a year or two after we've built out the team to be able to really kind of go full force there. Yes. Gosh, the world is up and down and left and right. Like, what would you say is your biggest challenge now or anything that's kind of weighing on your mind when it comes to the business? Yeah, I think, you know, the pandemic is definitely over, but I think it's interesting. I don't think a lot of businesses have been able to get into as much of a proactive space as they wanted. We were always reacting to, you know, the pandemic and supply chain issues and, you know, hiring issues and whatnot. But I think we're slowly starting to get back into the driver's seat and in a, you know, in a place where we can really start planning out and placing bets on where we want to. So I think it's really for us about building out the leadership team, really figuring out kind of um, the next places that we want to really invest and grow in. So I think it's really about, um, for us, our biggest kind of challenge, or I would say project, is to build out the leadership team so that we can kind of scale. Sounds good. Any other plans for 2024 that we can expect? I think in 2024, um, our collection looks amazing. We're already working on holiday 2024. Oh my gosh. so yeah, we're a full year out. We touch about four seasons at a time. So I think our collection in 2024 is super amazing. Um, what's really exciting for me is we're planning on also making small mini jumpsuits and mini uh, matching mommy and me moments. So that's a small capsule collection that's coming out in 2024 too that we're really excited about. How cute. I'm hearing the success of these mommy and me pairings. <laughs> <laughs> it will sweep the nation, I'm sure. <laughs> We hope so. Yes. Thank you so much for being on today. This was fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. That's all for this episode. 
Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to The Glossy Podcast. See you next week.